Time or two, let's pray for each one of these. Heavenly Father, it's good to be in this place with your people tonight. Just set aside a time that we can come and worship you in spirit and in truth. And Lord, each one of these has asked us and called in and wants us to remember them in prayer for one reason or other. You know the situation of every one of them. We ask you to touch bodies, touch minds, spirits, lift them up, raise them up. We pray for our president. We pray for our missionaries, each one of them on the field. And Lord, if you'll take care of this border situation and what all is going on in our country, Lord, we'll praise you for it. But Father, it's such a blessing just to be able to come and pray for these disasters to Pray for their loved ones that's not saved. And we ask you, dear Lord, to give us an opportunity to witness to them or somebody close that we might hear out of the good news. Save those that need to be saved. Change those lives that need to be changed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would, please, uh, come and... Well, I'll tell you what, we'll just wait till Sunday. Put in a double offering Sunday, and I'll forgive you tonight. How's that? Is that all right? Huh? No, you don't. If you do, you pay 5%. i got to watch her all the time. If you would, please, First Timothy, chapter 1. First Timothy, chapter 1. I'd like to begin to read in verse 9. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers, for fathers, and mothers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves of mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjurious persons, if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which was committed to my trust. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which shall be hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Heavenly Father, we come tonight and we ask you for a blessing from on high. Bless each one to come from thy word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I would ask you to pray for the mother and daughter banquet that's coming up and to be here before we can turn around. Uh, already uh, people are calling and asking about it and getting tickets and, and it'll be full. She, my wife always has about a hundred mothers and daughters that comes from all walks and places, so I'd be much in prayer for that, if you would, please. I was reading this one day, and I heard a preacher say that verse 15, 
This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. It's a little Bible in a single verse. Notice, first of all, this one verse tells us for whom salvation is meant. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came to save sinners. Notice this verse does not say what kind of sinners, but just sinners, drunkards, adulterers, thieves, liars, murderers, whoremongers. You put them all in the same basket. Jesus came to save them all. Mrs. Yeager, my English teacher years ago, taught me to diagram a sentence. And in diagramming that sentence, if you'll notice, there's no adjective before the noun in this sentence. Not bad sinners, not uh, just uh, mean sinners, but the Bible says just sinners, period. The Bible message of salvation then is to sinners, period. The Bible has no message for anyone who feels they're not sinners. I learned a long time ago, before you can get somebody saved, you got to get them lost. And you've got to get them to admit to themselves that they're sinners. And everybody wants to put, when Jesus Christ died for sinners, they want to put them in categories. Bad sinners, little sinners, and white sinners, and, and you know, white lies, and black lies, and they all want to put them all in categories. God doesn't do that. If Jesus offered pardon and mercy to a person who thought they were innocent, that would be an insult to them. If the word sinner fits, then you're included in this. Your sins may not be as vile as other people's are, but you're still a sinner anyhow. So Jesus Christ came to die for you. In Matthew 9, verse 13, Jesus said, I am not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. In Luke 19.10, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. A lot of people, uh, doctrine, and some of our beliefs come from songs that we sing right here in this church and all over the church across America. But songwriters sometimes do injustice to Bible doctrine. For instance, uh, Bible doctrine by qualifying sinners. Songs speaks of humble sinners, trembling sinners, soaring sinners, weeping sinners. But the Bible doesn't do that. If you have to be humble to be saved, then how humble do you have to be? If you have to be trembling enough to be saved, then how trembling have you got to be? If you have to cry to be saved, then how much crying do you have to do to be saved? So the Bible doesn't do that. There's a great comfort in this verse. 1 Timothy 1.15 Jesus Christ came to save sinners, period. No qualifying, just sinners. Let me read you something and I'll show you what the Bible says about all of us. In Romans chapter 3, begin to read in verse 9. What then, are we better than they? No and no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As written, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understandeth, there's none that seeketh after God. They're all going out of the way. They are become, uh, together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open scepter. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of ass is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. 
their feet are swift to shed blood, and destruction and misery in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them that are under law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. In his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the rights of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ and all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of glory of God. So it makes it very plain in this verse that Jesus Christ came to save sinners and everybody qualifies. Romans chapter 5 verse 6. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. We don't have the strength to save ourselves, but Jesus does. Amen. Uh, in this verse again, and notice he is the greatest of the verses in 1 Timothy 1 verse 15. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. Jesus did not come to condemn. In, in John 3, 17 and 18, plainly tells us Jesus did not come in this world to condemn. He came in this world to save sinners. Thirdly, Jesus did not come to show us how to save ourselves. Jesus did not come to lay down rules and regulations and say in the doings of these things you will save yourself. I never will forget being in a church one Sunday uh, in uh, Jackson, Mississippi and uh, somebody came forward I noticed in church and they came to be saved and they had a man to take him in the back room and tell him all the rules and regulations of being saved the only one thing wrong with that that's not in the Bible uh, you come to get saved you come to the Lord period you don't come to rules and regulations John 14 6 Jesus said I am the way and not one who points out the way Jesus is not an instructor. Jesus is a Savior. Uh, Nicodemus came to Jesus at night and said, Master, and uh, what is troubling about that, Jesus is not the master teacher. He is. He's the greatest teacher ever on the face of this earth, but uh, he, he approached him wrongly. He approached him as master. He should have approached him as Savior. And uh, uh, so... Jesus is not an instructor. I saw a sign on a church that read something like this. Be baptized and wash away your sins. But Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin that left the crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. So Jesus is not responsible for 90% of my sins. And I'm responsible for 10%. Not even 99% in my 1%. We must take our hands off our salvation and turn it over to the Lord because He's the one that one can save. Number four, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus. What a name. God the Father didn't send Gabriel. He didn't send Michael. He didn't send the archangel. Jesus sent, uh, God the Father sent Christ Jesus, which means Christ anointed. Jesus means Savior. Matthew one twenty one, Thou shalt call his, his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. 
Notice, Jesus was commissioned to do a job, and he did it. He's the Savior of sinners. <coughs> the Baptist church, or Catholic, Church of Christ, or Pope, or preacher, or Mary, notice, if you don't go to heaven by Jesus Christ, you won't go at all. Acts 4, 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. There's only one, Christ Jesus. Notice again, this being a little verse, I call it the Bible in one verse. This is a favor saying, where the all acceptation that Christ Jesus came. Notice the word came. That means he's already come. Now, if he came, that means he already existed before he came here. Jesus did not begin at Bethlehem as a baby. In John chapter 1, it plainly tells us that in the beginning was God. I love this. Down from his glory, ever living story, my God and Savior came, and Jesus was his name. Born in a manger to his own a stranger, a man of sorrows, tears, and agony. Jesus willingly came knowing beforehand all the agony of the cross. He still came. Nothing will ever change the fact that Jesus came. The last words of verse 15, to save sinners of whom I am chief. There's one thing I've found in everybody that I've tried to lead the Lord, they come to true salvation. Everybody thinks they're the chief of sinners. You know what? I know I did. And that's the way I think Paul felt the same way. He thought he was the worst kind of sinners. But you know what? We all feel that way when we fall before righteous God, don't we? We're the chiefest of sinners. But we're all just sinners. Every sinner I've ever met had that same feeling. Did you know salvation starts at confession? I am a sinner. The confession leads to faith. You'll never believe Jesus came to save your soul until you confess you are a sinner and need saving. Then and only then will you realize you can't save yourself. You need a Savior. And when anyone puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ to save them, he does it. Romans 10.9, Romans 10.13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What a simple little verse, and yet it contains every doctrine that's in the Bible. Listen to it. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Amen. And I love that word sinners because it's got an S on it. Didn't just come to save me. He didn't just come to save you. He comes to save every sinner in this world. And his blood can take every sin in the world and his own body on the tree. Amen. Glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? And when you when you there's a man when I first started so winning, going out knocking on doors and witnessing to people. He said, when you witness to somebody, stay in the same book of the Bible. Don't run all over the place because you'll get confused or you'll confuse the one you're trying to talk to. That's the reason we got the Romans Road, uh, Romans 3.23, Romans 3.5, Romans 10.9 uh, and 13, so on. That's what we call the Romans Road of Salvation. You put it in one book, you stay right there, you find it, and know what you're talking about. And so if you witness to somebody, and you want them to understand what salvation's about, you can find it all in that one little verse. 
Just that one little verse, 1 Timothy 1.15, Jesus came to this world to save sinners, which I am. Amen. And when you realize that, it's so simple. And I don't know why people want to make salvation hard. It was hard on Christ Jesus dying, but not you and I. He made it simple. Amen. Glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? And I'm glad I got verses like that I can go to and know and have the assurance of my salvation because I go by those verses and know what he's talking about. Would you stand with me in this bright place? Heavenly Father, it's, it's such a pleasure to know I'm saved tonight. And, and everybody in this room I know feels the same way that we have the assurance of our salvation by simple little verses like this that gives us God's direction on how to be saved and what Jesus did for us. Bless your people tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much. Shake hands somebody, please.